Sunflower Podcast is your go-to podcast for entrepreneurship and business strategy. This is the Sunflower Podcast. Welcome back to Sunflower Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Olson, here with Rob Ryan. Rob, it's always good to be with you. Thank you. Looking forward to the podcast. So, Rob, over the past couple episodes, we've been going through what you coin as an, a wannabe entrepreneur. And we want to wrap that subject up today um, with the last couple questions we have in your SmartUps book about wannabe entrepreneurs. So I thought we could just dive right into that. Um, you know, the next question that we haven't talked about yet is, uh, in terms of wannabe entrepreneurs, is do you have only a vague idea of where and how to apply your company's technologies in the marketplace? So what do you mean by that? Can you go into a little more depth? Yeah, frequently, especially in technical startups, uh, <clears throat> they have a pretty commanding understanding of the technology um, and their ideas on how it applies uh, is vague, but it isn't vague in the sense of that they don't have any idea. In most of the cases, they have too many ideas. Um, they have too many ways and too many places that it um, could apply. And that's as severe a problem as having too little. Um, in fact, it's even more confusing. Um, something that Sunflower excels in is whittling that down. When you have some technology and that it could be applied, i.e. have many, many pedals, uh, how do you whittle it down to where you're focused on, you know, really testing out one or two of those pedals as opposed to bouncing around and being confused and or quite frankly, selecting the wrong one, um, missing the right one, which I think is a nightmare scenario for almost every startup right. that they're putting their effort into the wrong one. Uh, and with a little guidance, they could be on the right one. Um, so I can imagine, um, you know, when companies start out, where they start and where they finish is two very different places. Take a send, you know, you're the market space that you started out in and with, with video conferencing uh, really evolved over time until you really pivoted the company um, in the way you did. So is it okay for a, a young startup to have not a solid idea of the marketplace they need to be in, but rather let their um, ideas and markets evolve over time as the company grows, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's okay to, as long as you have a methodology, something like Sunflower, by which you're testing the marketplace. And that's the concept of the walkabout uh, that were, was covered in a different podcast. Um, we're actually talking to uh, accounts and trying to figure out what people would pay for. Because ultimately, you're not supposed to be a professor on some technology and educating the universe. What you're supposed to be doing is find, finding paying customers. Right. Uh, and the more you have somebody on the one extreme that just tells you it's a nice idea and come back later, 
versus the other extreme that says, I like that so much, I'd write a check for it now to help you develop it. Those are quite different scenarios, aren't they? Which, yeah. which scenario you as a young entrepreneur would you rather have? <laughs> um, yeah, obviously the latter scenario where somebody writes a check, especially if you can then determine that it's not a one-off check, that there are a lot of people that want the, the same thing. Uh, so doing that homework uh, early on before you've committed a lot of resources and a lot of energy going down a path uh, that you're not even quite sure that anybody's going to write a check uh, is important. It's kind of make and break. Right. Well, that's great. Um, the next question you ask, um, wannabes, is does your management team have a couple strong engineers and one experienced market marketing person. Yeah, so if you've got a, a team that's more compelling than another team, they're going to be able to come in with not only, uh, um, let's say a team comes in and I've seen teams come in with marketing talent. Um, they actually have, a, some marketing talent to kind of understand a market pretty good. And they have some sales skills too. They personally seem to understand how to do some selling. And they have a product, but that product didn't get developed by uh, any engineers in the company. It got outsourced. Um, they, they have consultants doing it. Well, that, that's not going to go, fly too well with me. Um, if you're outsourcing the actual very product of your company, um, you know that's not building any core competencies up within your company, is it? So what I like to see is more balanced. I like to see the technical people with at least one marketing sales. Oh, that's great. Is there a magic number, do you think, of you know balance between engineers? To marketing and sales, or is it just uh, whatever can get the job done, develop a product and sell it effectively? You know, I don't know that there's a magic number. It kind of depends on what you're doing. If you're if you're building um, in a technical space or software or engineering space, then I tend to look for teams that are heavy on the engineering and the technical. Um, if you're building in an area that is lighter on the technical side, uh, but more heavy on this, on marketing and sales astuteness, then I'm looking for you know marketing and sales astuteness. I personally like to invest in things that have very large technical barriers to entry. By technical, I don't mean necessarily software or hardware. It could be ph pharmaceutical. It could be, it could be your understanding of genetics. Okay, and so that's kind of my meaning, as opposed to a specific just software. Um, and if you, I tend to like things that build up uh, their core competencies in a manner in which it's not easy for others to replicate, and they're in a very unique set. Um, or close to a unique set. Um, then you, the reason for that is you, 
uh, you get a little bit more chance to make errors. If, if you had something that's technically co uh, complex and hard to do, and but you kind of miss the marketing angle a little bit, you do get a second chance to actually rethink that. But if you had something that was really easy to do and there was only one market or one opportunity to do it with, and there was already 20 of them out there, then you're not gonna get too many second chances. Right. The next question that you ask is, does the team have years of experience in a chosen field? Yeah, I mean, again, it's fairly obvious, but all of these questions have been der derived from teams that didn't have any of this. <laughs> so they'll come in uh, with an idea to do something in some space, but they don't have actually any, any experience in that space. And so somehow the act of being an entrepreneur doesn't grow IQ points. The act of being an entrepreneur doesn't all, all of a sudden make you a content expert in, a, in an area. So. Great. I think you need to come in with that. And I think it's, you know, there's a lot of young entrepreneurs right out of college wanting to start companies. And, you know, they don't have a whole ton of job experience. They don't have a ton of industry experience. But I think it's, you know, them building a team with the industry and with, you know, market experience with companies um, that'll help them grow their career into, into the, what they want to see. Well, I mean, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, you've actually done a small a small business. You're ongoing in in that small business, and it's kind of a one man business right now, or maybe one man business in your family living room, right? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, and it's been you know for me, my own experience. It's been talking to people that have done it um, and that have built companies in the industry that I'm in. Um, and know what they're doing, you know, being advisors and talking to them about what worked, what didn't work. Um, so it can help me, um, with scaling. So, and how did, and how did you find those, um, mentors? Yeah. So I've gone out to some outside consultants. I'm, I'm a part of a couple of different group, you know, I'm in the toy industry. And so there's a lot of different, um, groups within the toy industry that support each other. Um, as far as manufacturers and retailers, and I've been able to speak with, you know, a lot of people that have done it in the past and uh, built successful enterprises. Um, and that helped me, you know, advise me on things that I needed to watch out for, things that I needed to do since I am a young entrepreneur and not much experience within the field that I'm in. So, yeah, and that's a great approach for others. Uh, and you're outgoing. Um, you're not afraid to make these contacts. You're also not afraid to make contacts with prospects. In other words, talking with prospects and right. potential allies and accounts. Um, sometimes you find entrepreneurs that are a little shy that way. Um, that's not going to be a good thing, right? Um, if you if you weren't outgoing, you wouldn't be able to make these contacts. No, and I think it's important for entrepreneurs early on to develop thick skin because you're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of doors slammed in your face. You're going to get a lot of people not wanting to help you. And at times it's going to feel like the world is against you. But 
persevering, developing thick skin and, you know, having good attitude and enthusiasm for what you're doing is going to help you get over those, those hurdles and, you know, get on to the next day. Yeah, I think that's a super good advice. Um, thick skin is a really good thing to have if you're going to try to travel the path of being an entrepreneur. Um, very, I don't know any entrepreneurs, even the most unbelievably successful entrepreneurs that have had a very easy sledding. It's all had the ups and downs, the requirement for the thick skin. Um, peaks and valleys, punches in the gut. Um, many, many, many times you could quit. Many times you could quit. Now, is there a point um, where you, you think that maybe you should quit? Is there any triggers in your own world um, that says, you know, maybe I am banging my head up against this wall? Um, you know, in my opinion, if you're on a downward slope, it's been months on a downward slope or even years and you don't foresee, um, you know, anything positive happening in your future, then yeah, it could be a good time to quit and, you know, maybe start anew if you want to, uh, keep pursuing entrepreneurism, um, or maybe just join a, a young startup to see, how things are done, how to see, you know, how a successful business is built before going back into um, starting your own company again. Yeah, and you've done exactly that. I have. You, you joined Sunvia, which is a well-managed company uh, with a lot of senior people in it, but a startup. Yeah, no, it's been incredible. Um, you know, I've been running my own company alongside working uh, with Sunvia since almost its inception and seeing it grow from, you know, me, you and Jay uh, sitting on Zoom to now over, I don't know how many employees we have, 40 plus in uh, just over a year and a half. It's been incredible to watch it grow and to watch um, how these industry experts um, and, you know, top guns are, are leading this company into the future. So, you know, the next question you, you ask one of these is, um, are you developing a business hypothesis and then testing it on potential customers? Yeah, and I think the next question uh, was, did you develop a prototype? So we'll take them two at the same time, if that's okay with you, Andrew. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Part of the walkabout phase of the sunflower process is you have a business hypothesis that some of your skills might work with certain applications with certain kinds of accounts. Um, I think teams that have such a hypothesis that have created it and are beginning to start to test that amongst customers are ahead of those that don't. Um, and I think teams that actually can build a working prototype, uh, early product, if you will, so they can show an account something uh, is even, they're, they're on the top of the, the chart. Um, when, when you're asking people to invest in your company, 
either by giving you money or supporting you in some manner. And there's nothing but a set of words and maybe some words on paper or maybe some confusing diagram or graphics. That's a hard sell, which is probably best left to selling your mom and dad. Um, it's easier if you can actually so show people um, a demo. And that, that applies for us at Sunvia, for example, and there's a lot of senior people there. By, by senior, I mean people that have done companies before and successful companies from startup stage. We're doing it that way. You know, we're, we're not running around looking for tons of money. We're actually looking to get a prototype out, early stage product out in front of accounts. Um, kind of a bootstrap uh, mentality. You know, the ultimate uh, success for, uh, is when customers are, are saying, I love this and I'm going to pay for it. And if they're paying for it even early while you're still in development, then that's kind of a pulling, right? They're pulling you. The kind of the worst situation is where you're preaching or pushing. You, know, you kind of want businesses that are more pulling than pushing. Right, right. Yeah, and I think, you know, those two questions that you finish up um, your wannabe chapter with, uh, really all goes back to the walkabout phase of the sunflower and finding out, you know, uh, what do your customers want instead of, you know, building a product, taking it to them and then asking them if they like it. Um, I think it's important before you spend all that time and money and resources on developing prototypes to actually find out if it's going to sell. So, and I think that leads perfectly into what we're going to be talking about next week, which is, um, do the dogs like the dog food? And we'll get into that next week's episode of Sunflower Podcast. But Rob, I think we're going to leave it off here today. Um, thank you all so much for listening to Sunflower Podcast. This has been a great conversation with Rob Ryan, entrepreneurial guru, um, founder and past CEO of Ascend Communications. Um, if you like what you're hearing here on Sunflower Podcast, I encourage you to go ahead and leave us a review. Um, wherever you're listening to this. If you want to connect with us on social media, we're on LinkedIn. You can follow us at the Sunflower Academy. You can also follow Rob on LinkedIn at Rob Ryan. If you have a question that you'd like answered here in an upcoming episode, you can go ahead and message us at Sunflower Academy on LinkedIn. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time.